Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it's Daddy Soda time on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings, who always has ridiculous offers for you guys. If you haven't gotten on the DraftKings Sportsbook train yet, you absolutely should. If you haven't gotten on the Emory Hunt College Draft Podcast train yet, you're missing out. Although, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL or listening right now, you're the wrong people to talk to. You guys, you're the ones I already know. You need to tell other people. Emory was four for four last week with his college draft picks, betting picks. So I say it all the time. I'll say it again. This show is three podcasts for the price of one. By the way, the price is zero. The price is about 26 minutes of your time. And you get to hear about the biggest college football games, college football podcasts, check. The best prospects in those games, NFL Draft Podcast, check. And who to bet on in those games? College Football Betting Podcast, check. And Emery's good. He's really good. You need to listen to him. It's awesome. Emery, of course, can be followed on social media at FBallGamePlan on Twitter, FootballGamePlan on YouTube, and, of course, it's never too early why don't you just go to footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide and just pay your money now and just be done with it. You're done. Like, I don't need to worry about it. I'm covered for next April's draft. I already know I will get Emery's data, Emery's guide as soon as it's ready, probably next February. I don't know, the combine and stuff, but whatever. You'll get it. Anyway, uh, I'm just Ross Tucker at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker Pod. I am really just a humble servant and point guard on this podcast, feeding the big man, Emory Hunt, as he drains, I was going to say drains three after three, which is kind of weird to say of a big man. I guess you're a stretch four, Emory. Right. I can run the floor. I can play good defense, and I'm, I'm big shot Bob out here on the wing. You are, dude. Big shot Bob. Man, what an awesome nickname. I know, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Um, it's crazy how much success he's had. What do you have this weekend, Emery? Well, I have Georgetown Harvard on ESPN Plus at 12.30 p.m. And I also have, I'm looking at my calendar, high school football. I have Warwick High School at Hempfield to, uh, on Friday in the mid-pen at 7. You have Warwick? Yep. I'm at oh work. man, that's awesome! So, so um, people know I've mentioned it on the other shows. The last four years, uh, Warwick has had the Rucci brothers, the sons of one of my best friends, Todd Rucci, who played nine years for the Patriots in the '90s. They both went to Warwick the last couple of years, and they both play at Wisconsin now. 
One of their teammates, Caleb Schmitz, last year went to Cincinnati on a full ride. Their quarterback, um, Joey McCracken, went to Maine on a full ride. But they still have a pretty decent team this year. So I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of that game. I, I don't know if Todd will be able to be there or not because he's traveling to watch his boys play every weekend. But if you're there, I'll tell him to look you up. We'll do it. Either be in the press box or they'll have me set up in the uh, remote press box at the corner of the end zone like they did uh, two weeks ago. So we'll see. But I'll be there. <laughs> do they – um for Harvard or Georgetown? Harvard usually has a prospect or two. Right. But Georgetown has one and, and Wes Bowers, um, you know, who's strong. And they also have uh, Thomas Wright, or Tomas Wright, a tremendous punt returner. Uh, and they came off an upset win last week against Delaware State. They had to go to overtime, come back, and win that game. So it uh, should be a good one, man. It's an Ivy League opener, and folks can check me out on ESPN Plus doing Ivy League football previews all season long uh, starting this weekend. I love it. How did you become the Ivy League guy over me? I mean, what? how does that happen? That That's amazing, though. Um, all right, let's get into some of these games uh, in college football, uh, the marquee game, Alabama-Florida, although Alabama is favored by 15 and a half. I mean, did Florida drop off that much, Emery? You would think, but it's just the fact that Bama is that good and Bryce Young is that good. And I don't care who they have at quarterback. Even though I like how they run their two-quarterback system, it works for them. Uh, but and we don't know if Richardson's going to be 100 percent healthy with that hamstring, but it doesn't really matter in this game, to be honest, because Alabama's offense is so consistent and so much firepower. And I've learned so quickly not to bet against Alabama. I did so in week one. I took Miami in the points wrong, but at least this one, I'm laying those points with Bama. Laying 15 and a half against Florida. Yes, Florida's offense, you know, is good. But they they have some inconsistencies, uh, stretches of inconsistency in the passing game, and you you don't have any opportunity to waste possessions against Bama. You better maximize all of them, seven or three. So I got so many questions right now. Um, number one, how did Florida just losing Trask and Kyle Pitts and Tony, they just dropped off that much? Is is more so about, uh, you know, the fact that they lose – Tony and also Pitts is not Kyle Trash because you look at what they have in that two quarterback system they use. Both Emory Jones and Richardson are tremendous. You know, they play within their their own skill set. Richardson probably has more dynamic running ability. Uh, Emory Jones has played steady, and more people are clamming for Richardson. But you got to use you're going to have to use both against Bama, and both are mobile guys. Uh, so it's going to be fascinating to see how Saban adjusts and that defense adjusts to what both guys bring to the table. But again, Richardson. Pulled his hamstring on that 60-something-plus yard touchdown run last week against South Florida. So we don't know how healthy he's going to be. So it's gonna re- they're going to force uh, Florida to play one-dimensional, and I think that's going to be easy pickings for Bama to, to, to you know, cover that spread. All right. Well, let's talk about some of the studs in the game, including Alabama cornerback Josh Job, Solid corner, uh, the next in line of a guy that's going to go – probably in that second-round range for Alabama. Good man skills. Uh, you want to see a little bit more instinctiveness uh, coming from him. Yeah, it's just a personal thing because the guy's playing phase. I, I, I always have a 
tough time watching that because I grew up and and was under the understanding that you know you got to find the hip, turn and find the football. But I understand why guys playing phase and play through the hands. I get it. It's just a, adjustment for me as an evaluator. But he's a solid cornerback prospect. On the other side, you've got Florida linebacker Jeremiah Moon. He has good athleticism, man. I feel like he reminds me of a Quincy Roche, someone that can play off the ground, um, good length, can chase down the run going away, uh, can be a pass rushing presence in some situations. You just want to see it all come together consistently. Uh, and if he can have a standout game against Alabama, you know how it only takes one, uh, one game against a really good team to really catapult your draft stock. So I think he's someone to watch in this game because he does have a lot of work withable skills. All right, let's move on to the 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 big night game, the Kirk Herb Street game, seven thirty at Penn State. It's a whiteout game, which is always incredible. I think it's the best atmosphere. In certainly college football and probably all of football because it's better than any NFL. I don't know. There's just something about the fact that the stands like go straight up and all the white and the lights. It's just magical. I've been to a couple of them. And Penn State's hosting Auburn in this one, Emery. My question is, I don't know a ton about Auburn. I know they always have front seven guys on D. They always have running backs. And it feels like Bo Nix has already been the quarterback there for a while. Penn State's favored by six. That's a little bit higher than I thought it would be. But they've looked good the first couple weeks. I know a lot about Penn State. What do you think about that spread? Uh, You know, it's interesting. You're right. That's a pretty big spread considering how well Auburn has played. Granted, it's been against teams that they should have blown out, which they did, 60 points in both. But I feel like this should be a three-point spread. So for that reason, I'm taking Auburn in the points just off that alone. And plus, Auburn under Brian uh, Harson has done a solid job in, in, you know, retransforming that offense a little bit and making it a little bit more um, conducive to Bo Nix's skill set, which ties right into Bo Nix. You know, this is set up for him perfectly. This is one of these moxie games. And if he has a good game here, remember it was a hot take earlier in the season where people said, someone said that Bo Nix could be the number one overall pick or number one quarterback in the draft class and everybody laughed but you sit back and think about it like it only take one moxie game one joe kane put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner type game this is it this is it you got six point underdogs on the road whiteout game and if his uniform gets dirty and one of his touchdowns that he has is a rushing touchdown where he's diving to the pylon man sign bo nicks up for the heisman trophy and number one overall pick because this is the type of game where uh, narratives are built and legacies are made. So I'm excited to see this. So I think it's going to be a really good game, all jokes aside. Uh, I'm taking Auburn in the points. But Bo Nix, under center in this new offense, has played really well and efficient, which is, has been the, the you know the issue for him so far this season. So this is going to be his toughest test yet. Yeah, that was going to be my question. What, what are they doing differently with Bo from what he was doing with Gus Malzahn that he's playing better? You have him under center. You have him turning his back to defense, resetting his eyes, playing with a little bit more control. They're running the football, playing complimentary football. It's looking a lot like Boise State. We know how efficient they're able to get that, uh, get uh, production out, the quarterback position out there when Harson was the head coach. So you're seeing the same things so far, albeit against Alabama State, albeit against another lesser opponent. But it's good for Bo Nix to, to play this different style. So it shows from a projection standpoint that he can do it. 
Got it. Um, well, he's going against a pretty darn good Penn State defense so far. Arnold Epikete has been awesome off the edge. He's a pro prospect. P.J. Mustafer, D-tackles, played very well. Uh, you know, they've got Brandon Smith, linebacker, who was much better in week two. But they're secondary, man. I mean, both corners, Joey Porter Jr. and Tariq Castro-Field are NFL prospects. But the best of the bunch might be their safety, Jaquan Brisker. And he's a good one in terms of getting there as soon as the ball arrives and separating man from football. That's what I like about him. And it's not a reckless abandon. It's calculated. And you can also trust him in the in the shallow area in terms of coverage. He's a solid in man coverage, has good instinctual skill set uh, to handle responsibilities in zone. He's a great alley defender. There's a lot to like about Brister's game. And this is another one where you look at how Auburn runs the football. He's going to have to be that extra guy, you know, to come down and make plays in the alley. And I think he's more than capable of doing so. That's right up his quote-unquote alley to get the job done. Yeah, so if you're watching the game, uh, the other pro prospects you should check out for Penn State on offense, I would like look at their left tackle, Rashid Walker, who's got a lot of ability. And they got a wide receiver, Jahan Dotson. He's just silky smooth, man. I mean, he is really smooth, really fun to watch. I am so curious to see how they play against Auburn. Do you think it matters, Emery, that Penn State's a little more battle-tested having played at Wisconsin as opposed to Auburn and their early season schedule? Absolutely, especially when you consider how they played against uh, you know, Wisconsin and what they had to do to win. That defense had to step up and make a play. Offensively, they had to fight through adversity. So, yes, having those, those you know, battle-tested moments – so far, it helps set the stage for this one, and it's another James Franklin statement game. He has to show up uh, and coach a really good game against Auburn, who's coming in ready to upset. By the way, just curious, what are you thinking about these rumors of, like, James Franklin to Penn, to, to USC? Yeah, man, that's, that's tough, man, because I'm always a, 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 of the notion to be where your feet are. I like James Franklin – you know, stay at Vanderbilt. I like him to stay at, at Penn State. I understand the lore of USC. Um, but if you're James Franklin, I guess it's all about, you know, career goals. But, man, you know, Happy Valley is a good place for him. Um, he's done a good job at Penn State. But some coaches want the challenge. And if that's the case, then it makes sense to go to USC because that one is – we know we call it a sleeping giant, but it's been a giant. just has been down. Uh, so who wouldn't want that job out there, uh, you know, in, in – at USC, but I, I wish he would stay at – I would hope he would stay at Penn State because I, I just like what he's building there. Yeah, I think, like, people at Penn, in Pennsylvania think it's cra- – like, they think Penn State and USC are on the same level, so why would you leave Penn State for USC? I think you could argue that, you know, Penn State's always going to be battling Ohio State, even in their own division, in their own conference, whereas USC – um, at least in terms of national recruiting, national recognition, should be the best in the Pac-12. I mean, they, they 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 usually get the best players. Oregon's got a good program. Chip Kelly's doing some good things with UCLA. But USC should be the one that everybody's kind of chasing, which is what Ohio State is in the Big Ten. So I guess theoretically, Franklin could go there if he wanted to be, you know, at the number one uh, foot current program 
status wise in the conference. Yeah, and it's 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 a if you're able to get USC back on the map, you can write your own ticket. That could actually be the springboard if he wants to to jump to the NFL. Let's move on to New Mexico and Texas A&M. But before we do, you mentioned springboard. I have no idea if brake pads have springs in them, but I have no other way to segue to talking about Duralast Elite brake pads available exclusively at AutoZone. Here's what I do know. They're proven tough. Duralast Elite is on another level. They last three times longer than a typical Duralast pad. So if you want to like set it and forget it, like a fantasy lineup, Duralast Elite. That's good news, especially if you find yourself in a lot of stop-and-go traffic or if you typically drive with heavier loads in your car. You got a fancy protective hex pattern. I don't know much about hex patterns, but it sounds good. Keeps them performing longer. Look, ultimately, safer, smoother, quieter stops. And since AutoZone has over 6,000 locations nationwide, very easy to get them in store. Or you can shop online. You'll have no problem picking up a set we need them most. The future of stopping starts with Duralast Elite brake pads only at AutoZone. New Mexico plays A&M, Emory. A&M's got a stud running back. Is he stopping and starting like the Duralast Elite brake pads? Is he a stud? He is definitely a stud. And I said this during the game, the Colorado game, that this is a guy that reminds me a lot of Jeremy Hill at LSU when he was coming out as a prospect. You know, runs with good pad level, very good receiver out of the backfield, good acceleration, does a lot of things rather well. I think he's a plug-and-play pro player. I'm excited to see how he does against New Mexico. Um, and this is going to be a really fun game to watch, man. It's interesting because New Mexico is 2-0, uh, but it's, it's definitely uh, going to be a good game for him to showcase his skill set. We saw him catch the game-winning touchdown last week against Colorado, so it showed his receiving skills and his ability to uh, play well when the game is on the line. Um, and he didn't have the best rushing day, but he's found a way to impact the game as a receiver. I'm a big uh, – I thought to say C.J. Spiller, who's not a coach – at um, Clemson, a running backs coach, but I'm a big Isaiah Spiller fan. So um, why do you say it's going to be a fun game against New Mexico? Like I would think A&M would just blow them out, right? A&M is favored by 28. Yeah, because New Mexico's quarterback, Terry Wilson, who you may remember was at Kentucky, is looking outstanding out there. He is this year's version, in my opinion, of Tyler Huntley. You know, this guy is playing efficient football. He's playing effective football. He's not turning the ball over. He's showcasing the passing skills that he didn't showcase at Kentucky, probably due to the offense he was in. But he has his offense out in New Mexico just, you know, churning up the yards and, and generating chunk play after chunk play. So his ability uh, as a guy that can make plays, you know, all levels of the field, throwing the football, but also as a guy that can create and run and show that leadership, it could be a a situation where, you know, it could be a back and forth affair. We may see a lot of points score here. I will probably stay away from the point spread and look to attack that over under number. Got it. Okay. All right. Good to know. Um, last, but certainly not least, this is a really interesting matchup. It's Oklahoma state at Boise state. And you don't see 
very many Power Five teams play Boise State very often. There's not a lot of upside to doing so. They're usually better than you, but you don't really get a whole lot of credit for beating them. I don't know how they got this one scheduled, where Oklahoma State is playing at Boise State. Boise State is favored by four and a half. I'm fascinated that this game even got scheduled. I don't know. I mean, if I'm Mike Gundy, I am furious probably at the Oklahoma State AD. I don't remember Boise State playing at Oklahoma State. They start by going to Boise State. That's that's strange. At any rate, your thoughts, Emery, on Boise State favored by four and a half. That is the fascinating part, too. Not only do you go on the road, but you're also underdogs to Boise State. Um, and, and listen, Boise State is good on both sides of the ball. But at the end of the day, this is Oklahoma State. There's a lot of speed. There's a lot of explosiveness. There's a big play potential there in, on, on both ends of offense. I'm definitely taking Oklahoma State in the points. I know I know it may be a, a, a knuckle, a white knuckle fight to, uh, you know, you grab and hold to, to whoever you sit next to. Like, man, I need this to finish. I need this to go, uh, you know, towards the favor of Oklahoma State. But I, I still feel as though the Cowboys have enough to, to really, if they don't win outright, lose by three. I don't see Boise State being almost a touchdown better than uh, Oklahoma State. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State in the points just off sheer Oklahoma Stateness. You know, I just feel like Oklahoma State can can make this a game. I, and, again, Boise did a really good job last weekend, and I, and I feel like that score is carrying over into this spread. So stand away from this. I would take Oklahoma State in the points. And it sounds like you like both corners for Oklahoma State. Yeah, Christian Holmes and, and Jarek Bernard Converse Two outstanding athletic matchup guys. And you get a that's the one thing I do like about Big 12 cornerbacks. You get a lot of reps. You know, we saw it last year with Zach McPherson, who's now with the Eagles. And you're going to see it with any cornerback coming out of a Big 12 program. You get a lot of opportunity to watch these guys. And both of these guys, again, matchup corners, athletic. They're on the senior bowl watch list. So this is another one of these spotlight games that they can step in. And if they can force Boise State to be a one-dimensional offense they have a really good chance of covering the spread like I alluded to earlier. So that's why I'm also taking Oklahoma state. Got it. And who do you like for Boise state? Another senior bowl watch list guy, Jake Stetz, the offensive lineman. I mean, we talk about sight unseen with prospects. Boise state has quietly become that when you're talking about point of attack guys, offensive line guys, he's another one that's, that's strong, technically sound, doesn't have many busts out there on the field. And if they're going to run the football, it's going to be because he's done a great job out there on, on the edge. Make sure you check him out on social media at FBall Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. We are youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you ever want to watch this show on YouTube, I mentioned the draft guide earlier. Remember, if you don't listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, you take advantage of any of our sponsors over at rostucker.com. Send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. You might win this week's free Madden, which is amazing. Whether it's Xbox, PS4, whatever, I got you. Other than that, enjoy the college football. I'll be doing UConn at Army Saturday at noon. Army's got a couple of really good prospects. UConn's got a D tackle you should check out as well. But I think Army's got... 
two D linemen, a couple of safeties, a linebacker that are all uh, worth being on on the radar screen. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We're all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 